Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Larry Levine, and myself, Daryl Amy, are here today. And uh, we're really excited about what we have to share with you, as we always are. Right, Larry? Always, always, always great time chatting. It is. And, and it's such a great time to be in sales. And, and uh, if you're just new to the podcast, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're all about creating an elite core of sales professionals that are ultra successful because they're genuine, authentic, real, they bring the goods and they sell from the heart. And uh, as we were talking today, Larry, uh, the story you brought back from uh, one of the sales reps that, that you've been working with, I thought was a fantastic illustration of how, you know, sometimes I think we say selling from the heart, we talk about being genuine, authentic and developing relationships. And there's some part of me even sometimes it goes, well, that's just a little too touchy feely. I mean, does this stuff really really work. But that same rep will be the one that says people buy from people. And the story that you have today from uh, from the sales rep, I thought was a perfect illustration of how genuine, authentic relationship drives uh, opportunity. And, and uh, yeah, so go ahead and tell the story and, yeah. and let's unpack this for our, our listeners. Yeah. And, and I think it's it, it's a great time to really talk about it for one simple reason is, you know, you get back, you always say that you know, people buy from people. I mean, that's true. Right. But if we even peel this thing back even farther, and if we admit to ourselves, people hate buying from salespeople. Yeah, isn't and, that true? And, you know, and, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll kind of use it loosely. I, I mean, obviously, without salespeople, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't happen. But right. what I always coach sales reps on is, you know, we have to be true and genuine on how we just open up a conversation. And what was really interesting is, you know, right before the start of our podcast, I was speaking to uh, a friend of mine who actually met on social, who actually commented on a blog post, who's been following me for a while. Nice. And we were talking about this as sales reps, right? We're trained on objection handling. We're trained on product knowledge. We're trained on solutions. But we're not coached and trained on the art of opening up a true, genuine conversation. Hmm. And where this story takes hold is, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was out on the road and I was I was working for a few hours with a sales team. Mm-hmm. And I started sharing with them, you know what, at some point in time, you know, the art of how we open up a conversation online is critical. It's just as critical as how we open up a conversation face to face. Yeah, that's right. So. I just said, you know, you got to keep an open mindset and you just got to say, you know what, I got to take my sales hat off. And sometimes that might just be doing something that's a little bit uncomfortable that may not be normal. Well, it's normal how we drive conversation face to face It's not normal how we drive it online. So I encouraged, you know, the sales reps in the group is just start paying attention to your newsfeed and social, right? Start paying attention. If there's an article that resonates with you, comment on it, right? Yeah, but make it personal, make it genuine, and maybe even reach out, bring in the person who wrote that article, and just say, "Hey, thanks. This article meant something to me because." Right, right. The blanks with that, and I got a message this morning from a sales rep who kind of took that to heart, and the gist of it was is she commented actually on a blog post that I had shared, 
and in, induced in in doing so, she just took the sales hat off and was just genuine, authentic. Say, hey, here's what the blog post meant to me. Well, the person who wrote it happened to respond back, invited her to connect. It happened to be a target account that she'd been trying to get into for six years. Awesome. And now she's having an intimate, authentic conversation, one step away from the CEO of the organization, based on a mutual interest, based on being genuine and what that blog really meant to her and why this person wrote it. Long story short, they got into a conversation, well, tell me what you do, this is what we do, and so forth. She's in an opportunity, she's actually in a meeting, where she'll be on tomorrow. And I, you know, I share this because sales reps, we owe, we have to put that sales hat on, Daryl, and I yeah, think you'd yeah. me. But in the very beginning, it's about how many true, genuine conversations can you open where you get to know somebody based on a mutual interest or a common theme. And if we bring social into it, it's just acknowledging and being a, just a normal human being saying, hey, you know what, Daryl, you, you wrote a great blog post. This is what that blog post meant to me. This is what I learned from it. And in doing so, I'm going to share it out in my network if that's okay. Yeah, just a great example of being genuine, being authentic, being real, um, and being sincere in all of it. And and I, I love, you know, and, and now you've got a sales rep. I love saying, hey, Larry, I got into a, a major account deal that I've been working, trying to get into for six years. I mean, six years. It's incredible. Uh <laughs> You know what ha- you know what happens, and and this is just my take on it. Mm-hmm. But you know we're always taught, and we've been there. Right? I mean, I've been in sales meetings and bullpens and coached and managed, and so forth. But I, I just don't think buyers today. I mean, buyers today could smell a sales rep a mile away. Yeah. But when they latch onto somebody who can just ditch the sales tactics, the sales jargon, the sales BS. They can instantaneously, and we talk about it all the time, Daryl, they can instantaneously spot and smell a genuine sales rep because it doesn't happen that often that they run across somebody like that. Yeah, you know, I've been, normally I devour books, as you know. <laughs> I try to keep up with Larry, uh, but I normally devour books. There's a book I've, that I've been going back to that I've actually been savoring this book. I like, I almost want to read, you know, like a paragraph at a time and then put the book down. It's called the art of commercial conversations by Bernadette McClelland and uh, a shout out to you, Bernadette. If you're listening, we can't wait uh, to have you on the podcast. I know our listeners are absolutely going to love getting to know you and they can get to know uh, Bernadette McClelland through the art of commercial conversations. Check it out. We'll put it in the show notes, but listen to this quote, because I think this just expresses what what we're talking about today so well. It says, Bernadette says, sales today is less about making contact, spilling the content of our solution onto the buyer's desk, and then getting the contract signed. It's more about embracing a level of conviction that screams authenticity and realness while having business conversations that spread a bigger, more relevant message to help you stand out and contribute more than ever to your client's business growth as well as yours. Um, you know, embracing a level of conviction that screams authenticity and realness. I mean, what does that mean to you, Larry? Well, it means a lot because it's in the core of who I am. But what's really interesting is if you can with conviction and, and you and I were in fact you and I were talking about it yesterday I think it was you and I or my apologies it might have been somebody else but 
I was sharing with them that when I would go out on sales calls and I was at that point, you know, where I say, okay, who have you done business with, right? It's that mm-hmm. threshold. So Daryl said, hey, you know, Larry, I like what you have to say, dot, 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 we can fill in the blanks. You know, who else have you done business with? Well, I would, with clear conviction, I would bust out 20 clients. And I'd say, you pick any one of those clients, just point at it. I will tell you four to five people in that account, I will tell you exactly what they will tell you. Yeah. So which one is it? And I think that's where it was at. I was comfortable enough in my own skin, but I brought the goods and I was with clear, concise conviction say, you know what, I have no problem exposing my clients to you because most sales reps, what are they gonna do? They share one or two clients. Right. Those are their go-to. Right. But I knew exactly, I treated every client exactly the same. They knew the value I brought. They know what I brought to the table. And in turn, they would help me grow my business. And, and I, you know, and I love her book too. In fact, it's sitting here in my hands. <laughs> right. I think this leads me to that, to the next statement I want to make. Cause I think it ties in yeah. nicely is, you know, she goes on to talk about, you know, the bias lens or the buyer's lens, right? So in this, and, and I think here's where sales reps miss the boat a lot is, can they have their customers, their clients tell their story? So she goes on to say, and then, you know, I'll ask for some feedback on this and tell me what it means to you is, mm-hmm. there are two stories that are important to tell. One story is your story and the benefit and value you can offer to others. The second story is the perception of your value through the eyes of your buyer mm-hmm. and existing customers. Most sellers only story is the first story. And I lead with this all the time with sales reps. For one simple reason, how many sales reps get their clients to tell their story, Daryl? Think about that. Yeah, that's really good. And, and, you know, I think this goes back to um, all of the conversations we've been having in previous episodes about the value. What value do you bring to the table? And, and understanding that value through the lens of the person that you're talking to is, is really important. But first, before that, before you even get to the point of sharing that value with somebody, I mean, you go back to sales 101, good old Tom Hopkins, right? People buy from people they know, like, and trust. And so there is that, you know, before I can even get to that conversation about the value I bring personally and the, the specific value my my company or product, service, et cetera, can bring, I've got there's gotta be a level of, of trust there and and there's gotta be that level of um, you know, it's gotta be the exact opposite of that commission breath we talked about last week, right? And more like the story you told earlier where I like this person, you know, they, they stand for something. I stand for something. We've got, you know, we've got some commonality and what I think is great about the world that we live in today. I mean, we've, we've always known that as sales reps, we've got to establish commonality with our buyers. The challenge is we, before today, we, we really, the only way we could do that was face to face. And now if you look at the world that we live in today, uh, where where so much of our communication is is digital, um, and obviously the sales reps' core of their their online presence is going to be a LinkedIn profile, um, and and their other social channels. You know, I, I think salespeople now have an opportunity uh, and a, a need to um, really communicate their values and passion 
over those social channels because you know back in the day I could only do that with you face to face as a sales rep to buyer now I can do that online and I think that story about the sales rep who establishes that relationship online with genuine interaction uh, you know she's she not only has an appointment there but she also is walking into that uh, because of that that genuine online interaction she's walking into that appointment with uh, you know the 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 uh, like she's a notch above just walking in the door from from cold right I mean it's 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 really powerful so how Larry can can salespeople and I know you're you're coaching sales teams all the time on how to integrate um, social into their sales process but uh, how can salespeople communicate that genuine value it, their values, not the value, but the values that, that they're bringing. How can sales reps communicate that passion online? How do you do it? Well, I, I think it, it, it starts with, and, and boy, I took this one to heart a long time ago when, when, you know, we always talk about different levels of selling, right? And relationship builders and challengers and so forth. And, mm-hmm. and maybe I was a rare bird, but I, I blended all of that together. But I just learned how to be genuine just by spending time hanging out with my clients. And so I think, you know, what I can, what I urge sales reps to do, and for those that are listening, is we have to spend more time with our current clients and ask them, remember that, you know, the, the gut level check question is, you know, what's the value I bring to your organization? Right. If you spent time, and I mean quality time, with your clients and we go wider and deep in there and you take a cross section of, you know, Daryl, you know, tell me the value that I truly bring to your organization. What are the benefits that you've received from my support? Right. In your account and just listen. And you go and you do that with every single one of your accounts. There's gonna be a common theme that starts to happen from there and you're gonna start feeling good about yourself. But it's hard. Here's the challenge for sales reps. You can't do that by seeing these people every 90 to 180 days or every six months, that just doesn't work because there's no value there. But if, you, if you're if you religious and you block and tackle and you got great time management skills and, and you remove the excuses, mm-hmm. these are people that you've made promises to along the way yeah. and you have to uphold those and you have to spend the time. It's your duty as a sales rep to spend time with those people to get to know them. Right. Just roll it up and get to know them. And then in turn, ask for help, which means, can you share with me what it's like doing business with me? Mm -hmm. I want to be able to use your story and how I take care of you with others. And that's being comfortable in your own skin. But I think it's hard to do that as a sales rep because we don't, Daryl, spend enough time getting to know our clients. So if we spend the time to get to know our clients and we ask them those questions, they're difficult questions for most sales reps to ask because they think they're already providing a great level of service. They already think they're providing value. Right. Because they've been doing business with them for years, but do they truly genuinely know these people? And I would say nine times out of 10, they really don't because they only know them in an eight to five mode. Mm-hmm. But if tie social into this, social is the single best way to bridge that face-to-face and online because you know, we all know it. people throw things out on social because they want to be heard. Right. Well, now there's so much you can find out about somebody, their interests, both professionally and personally online, that it's easy to start finding 
these little commonalities with people to help kickstart a conversation and find out that mutual interest. Do we share the same things? Do we have the same values? Social opens up a can, I'll just say a can of whoop ass on people that they haven't even figured out yet. You know, it, it's uh, interesting. We talk about social listening a lot. This pretty big buzzword in the you know social selling world is that we need to be listening. But if you think about that from just a you know a very psychological standpoint, I mean, what everybody wants to be heard, right? I mean, we we want to be heard. Larry and I want to be heard. <laughs> We're podcasting. We hope you're listening. No, seriously though. Every hey, stop right there. Stop right there. You just said two key words. Yes. We hope people. To help people hear us yes, while they're listening to us. Dude, there's a huge difference between are you being heard yes, or are you being listened to? No, that is certainly true. But, you know, people want to be want to be heard or, yeah. or everybody does. And so as you know, if you think of a face to face interaction as a sales rep, a good, genuine sales rep is going to look you in the eye and listen and nod their head and be you know, going, giving verbal cues and going, "Uh uh-huh, yes, okay, taking notes. I mean, that because people, that's, that's polite. It's good manners. It's, it's good, you know, etiquette, all of that um, face-to-face. Well, if we would do that in, in face-to-face, why wouldn't we do that online? And when we do listen online, and by the way, we live in a world where people want to talk more than they want to listen, Right. Um, and True. this is said by two guys jabbing into a microphone on a podcast. But <laughs> um, sorry, it's one way communication. But uh, we live in a world where people want to talk more than listen. So the person that's willing to listen uh, really stands out. And and so, but that listening doesn't just happen face to face. That listening can happen online. And I think when you circle back to that story at the beginning of the the conversation today about that sales rep's genuine interaction, the first thing that happened is. She was listening. She was paying attention. She was she wasn't just going through her news feed looking for the quote unquote sales opportunity, right? She was going through her news feed looking to build and develop a relationship. And when she found an opportunity for a genuine interaction um, with that person, and I believe that that interaction started genuinely, um, she you know the first thing she did was she read, she listened to what that person is putting out there. And I think, you know, as, as salespeople, uh, last week, uh, Scott McGregor was fantastic. If you didn't get a, a chance to listen to last week's episode with Scott McGregor from Try Something New, uh, you know, Scott was talking about how, you know, we lead with our wallet instead of with our heart. So many people do that. Um, and I think we, we go to our online interactions. We go open up LinkedIn. We open up Twitter and we're combing through there as sales reps looking for sales opportunities instead of, and I'm not saying don't do that, of course, but instead of going through there and looking for relational opportunities. And it reminds me of what you always say, Larry, is if you want a good sales funnel, first you need a healthy relationship funnel. Yeah, no, and it's true, and and I think that's the missing link. And again, you know, it's my opinion, but you know, if you start looking at and sales reps have mastered the sales funnel, right? Mm -hmm. And we'll Mm -hmm. just even drill it down to thirty, sixty, nineties, right? That quarter, what do you got for the quarter? Ask any sales rep, what do you got? What are you going to sell twelve to eighteen months from now? And you're going to just going to get 
drop dead silence. <laughs> right. But what I always share is, you know, if you're always thinking about building relationships, if you're always thinking about starting conversations, mm-hmm. think about how you mirror both those funnels together because you know, most sales funnels, if you look at most sales rep sales funnels, I bet you 95% of it, the average sales rep, if we just get real and honest with each other, mm-hmm. it's current client related and we have to take care of our current clients, no ands, ifs, or buts about that. But we have to be opening up new conversations because your current client base is vulnerable all the time now because social opens up the looking glass for opportunities. Right. But if you can just always think about how can I build relationships? How can I start conversations? The more conversations you start, the more relationships you can build, the more relationships you build, the more opportunities you're going to have things funneling into your sales funnel. It's just, I mean, selling's not rocket science. It's just, if you aren't building any relationships, you're, you're sure the shit not adding anything into your sales funnel. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. So um, as we as we end our drive time podcast today, and once again, thanks thanks everybody for tuning in. It's it's great to see the audience growing. We thank everybody for sharing this uh, with your coworkers and friends and, and peers and all of that. And um, you know what what we're about here is is really a, a movement to develop um, and nurture genuine, authentic, real salespeople, an elite core of people that that are doing that. Um, you know, I think as we end today, I just want to challenge everybody, including myself, including you, Larry, is to, to look for an opportunity today uh, and every day this week to have at least one genuine interaction with a prospect, a partner, um, you know, somebody um, online. And, and what that's going to take is uh, next time you open and start scrolling through your social feed, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's Twitter, whatever you're scrolling through, look at it. Try to put on a pair of glasses where at least one of the lenses is a relational lens to go. To, how can I listen to this person and find opportunities to build relationship? And I think when you do that, it's going to be a, a fresh new exercise for you. And, 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 and I can't agree more with that, Daryl. And, and I think where it starts, and I'm, I'm going to encourage them as well, is if you want to start a great conversation and you find something that interests you in your newsfeed, yes, just reach out and in the comment section or send them a LinkedIn email to say, this is what this article meant to me. And watch what happens. Bingo. Watch what happens immediately to how that conversation takes off because you've just created some value. You've promoted them and said, hey, I read your article. I listened to you. This is what it meant to me. And it was spot on. I look forward to having a conversation with you just so I can share with you what that meant to me. That's great. That's great. Uh, So there's, there's your challenge for today. Look at your LinkedIn profile relationally. Find an opportunity to have a genuine interaction. Listen, listen to to uh, to people online and um, do more than just the lazy man's out and clicking the like button. Really listen. Um, so thank you for everyone for joining us this week. Check out the show notes. We'll make sure to have a link to uh, Bernadette's book, The Art of Commercial Conversations. You will absolutely love that book. And until next time. Uh, This is Daryl and Larry coming at you saying, sell from the heart. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. 
If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.